0: Pop Ziggler didn't take that time to help me get grounded. I wonder how many lives my my kids wouldn't 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 be touching this day because I wasn't a father ready as a Christian to raise them.
1: That's Kevin. We're going to hear the rest of his story coming up a little bit later here in the show today. We're talking about influence, picking up from what we discussed a few days ago on the power of influence. And influence is really leadership. That's what it is. Leadership is influence. Um, and we do influence people, sometimes in a negative way. I mean, every day we're influencing people. From the way we drive to the way we speak to the way we interact in life. Um, and influence is a powerful thing. I mentioned on that last show that uh, the scripture says in Proverbs 15, 13, that a happy heart makes the face cheerful. And that's really, you think about it, that's, that's influence. At the same time, but a heartache crushes the spirit. And if you're around people who are just negative in their lives you know you know the kind of people i mean god bless them we all go through ups and downs but people who just always see the problems in life always the negative things uh, they have an influence as well and at the end of the day the question is and the reason we're doing this show is to ask the question what kind of an influencer do we want to be to our kids our grandkids and in relationship and we'll get to those um we'll get to those calls here in a moment and i'll get back to kevin so he can hear the rest of his story. But first, uh, I wanted to get Anna on the line in Arizona. Hi, Anna. How you doing?
2: I'm doing great, Dr. Randy. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, the, first, the person who most influenced my life, mm. I'm sorry, That's right. most, was, my, was my preacher daddy, and he's been gone for 26 years now. I can't wait to get to heaven to tell him how... Grateful I am that he did not expect my sister and I to be perfect because we were the preachers' kids. Mm. Because I know, I know pastors that do that, yeah. and then those kids, I tell you what, when they leave home, they're the worst kids ever. <laughs> no, my daddy set my sister and I down when we were just in elementary school after we'd accepted Jesus, and he said, "Girls." I don't want you to feel like you have to be good because you're the preacher's kids. I want you to be good because you're Jesus' kids. And you know what? He was an amazing father. And and he, you know, pride is the number one of the seven deadly sins. And my dad it was the most humble man I know. Mm-hmm. He, he would work around the church. He'd do gardening around the church. And, Every once in a while, somebody had stopped by to find out something about the church, and, and they would think that he was the gardener, you know, and he just oh. let them go ahead and think that it was hysterical. He'd come home and say, Oh, yeah, somebody stopped today, and I just talked to him and visited with him, you know. And
1: <laughs> wow. And 26 he's years great. later, <laughs> yes. he's still very much on your heart and mind. He and is. Uh, you can still hear him, can't you? You can still hear his words.
2: I can. All the time. You know what? When I'm in church and we sing one of his To God Be the Glorious, one of his favorite songs, and I sit there just singing and crying, but they're happy tears. They're not sad tears. You know? I'm so blessed. I hope I'm blessing my children and grand- grandchildren and I've got twelve great grandchildren now. And I hope I'm a blessing to them, Doctor Randy. You, I, bet, I
1: bet you are. Me. I bet you are and I don't even gamble. So uh, but I'm I bet crazy, you are. Yeah.
2: I'm the crazy grandma and great grandma, but thank you. <laughs> thank thank you, you. Stay
1: at it. Thank you, Anna. Appreciate your call <laughs> and have a great Christmas too, okay? You also. Merry uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas thank to you. You're welcome. Uh, my dad, 26 years um, for Anna, my dad's been gone 28 years, and um, I I can still hear, I can hear his words. I can hear him, you know, you get a situation, I hear him speaking to me. Um, I mean, I don't hear his voice, but I, I can hear him in my heart and my mind. And, and what, what happens, interesting over years, at least in my case, the voice has faded. And I mentioned on the, the show we did uh, earlier in the week that because um, my dad was involved with media and radio too, and... So we got recordings of them. Every time I happen to hear a recording, which are the old tapes, you know, the old tapes we used to have, um, it kind of, wow, it's like he's alive again. I can hear his voice. Powerful thing, which by the way, now with all this digital stuff, grandparents, maybe you can get in the corner sometime and share your story and get it recorded and digitized and ready to share with those grandkids because they'll appreciate it someday. Uh, talking about influence Who's influenced your life I'll tell you what uh, I want to hear the rest of that story We started with from Kevin Who joined us in Arizona Kevin, uh, welcome back to the program so Go right ahead Tell us uh, about uh, who, Who's most influenced your life
0: Gentleman named Pop Ziegler
1: And how did he impact uh, you?
0: We were at a men's retreat I was a very young Christian uh, father Who uh, never had a Christian father Or any influence like that in my life uh, being a young man from the, from the streets in New York, so there was not uh, a good area to be from for, to be a dad. Well, we were at a, this men's retreat, and our um, because of a plane problem, the speaker was late, and I wound up talking walking around the campus for two hours with Pop, and mm. he fed into me what it was to be a a father as a Christian. And because of that, I raised my sons and my my son and my daughter, both are in full time ministry. My son is a uh, a senior pastor in the South Side of Chicago, and my daughter is a children's pastor in Texas. And um, and that was because of the influence of him and other men in the church that took me underneath my wing as a young Christian and. In turn, I went uh, became a Royal Ranger commander, which is through the assemblies scouting program, for over 30 years, wow. and hopefully influenced young men and young ladies. Because I also worked with my daughter in Children's Church over the years. But that man, Pop Ziegler, didn't take that time to help me get grounded. I wonder how many lives my my kids wouldn't wouldn't been wouldn't be touching this day. Because I wasn't a father ready as a Christian to raise them.
1: Boy, you know, I think you remind us, um, Kevin, how, how this is, you know, gets passed on from generation to generation and how we impact people we don't even know. You, you are impacting people for the future generations you don't even know. Um, it's interesting when you, you ever seen some of these shows where they go back with looking at generations and they put together these the, the genealogy of the different families and. And you start hearing some of the negative stories and people who are just, you know really characters in a negative way and then others that had a really positive influence in people's lives that's that's the way that's the box I want on that family tree someday you know Grandpa Carlson was a little strange but but <laughs> he loved us and he uh, <laughs> we were talking about that yesterday with my youngest grandson. I was having fun with him at home and and, and Nana, my my wife, Said to uh, little Theo, your, your papa's a little weird, isn't he? <laughs> and Theo agreed. So anyway, that's okay. Be weird, but, uh, but have fun with the kids. Uh, we're talking about the difference we make in people's lives. If you want to share, by the way, on Facebook today, or you're listening, you want to share, you can go ahead and call 888 1717 for our storyline or post it right there on Facebook. Love to hear, who is it that most influenced your life? Uh, what one person, what difference have they made? You can say that in a sentence or two. We'd love to hear from it, uh, hear from you, as we're talking about um, doing the next right one thing uh, when it comes to influence and impact in people's lives. Uh, we didn't take the break yet, did we? Let's go ahead and take the break, and I'll be back. I want to share a little bit with you about the ministry, what's coming up in 2023. I think will be encouraging to you. Stay tuned.
3: This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. A lot of us have people in our families that don't know Jesus. But did you know that even Jesus had family members who rejected him? That's why Dr. Randy Carlson is offering you his teachings on this, where you'll learn how to sustain a relationship with family members who don't share your faith in God. If you missed an opportunity to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. We'll automatically deliver this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools directly to your inbox every month. Give right now, and you'll also receive the Names of God calendar, where each month features a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your monthly support helps people live an intentional life in Christ. Call 888 1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com.
1: Thank you, uh, Kurt. There was a lot in that little spot. Kurt was sharing with you a couple things really important. One is um, I want to remind you about the matching gift. We have some friends of the ministry who have said, hey, this is a giving month, a Christmas month, a... Uh, opportunity to wrap up this calendar year strong and we've been running a little bit behind. We're listener supported here at Intentional Living, part of the Family Life uh, Communications Network, but we're funded separately. And so your support helps Intentional Living continue. And so everything's being matched. It was up to about $16,000 dollar for dollar. So your gift being matched, we'll let you know as this starts to add up because we need it. We need it because we're a little bit behind, frankly, and your support goes to help us reach more people for Christ. Simple way to do it, just go to theintentionallife.com. That's the quickest, easiest way. Theintentionallife.com. Um you can do that. And I think if you call the number here, there's a prompt. Did we find out what the prompt number is? Uh give you can get a prompt when you call and talk to one of our staff. Uh, just to call 888-1717. 888 and just press the prompt number when you say you're calling for giving a gift and one of our staff will take your uh, call number 2 number 2 prompt number 2 and during business hours of course uh, they'll be taking those calls um, just before i get back to this topic on influence i was thinking about this this topic and how we influence each other and how short life is and i know some of you listening today you're struggling I mean, you know Christ. At some point in your life, you gave your life to Christ, and you hear these positive stories, and you think, that just ain't me. I'm struggling. Uh, You're not finding peace. You're struggling finding purpose or freedom. You didn't think your marriage would turn out the way it is, or your health, or you got some financial issues, and you realize you sometimes procrastinate, or you're too scattered in your life, and you're not where you want to be, not really where you think God wants you to be. And we believe here at Intentional Living that it really comes down to a choice. We're not a victim of those things. You're not a victim of saying, I've made bad choices in the past, so I'm stuck with them. Now, there's consequences, but I'll tell you what, you can make a choice today. You can either choose, and let me make it simple. Here's what we believe you can either choose to have a good intentioned life, which means that, um, well, you've got desires and hopes and dreams, but you're stuck. They're not moving. Um, too many obstacles, or you. it's, it's you, so many times it's just us, right? not other people, it's just us. Or or you can choose to live an intentional life in Christ. And really, I think of that little passage in Psalm 37 that says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And the word delight literally means, it's a verb, it's an action statement. It really means to have actively uh, pleasure, satisfaction, and happiness in Christ, which is an intentional act. And so intentional living brings us back to this one thing. Here it is. Every day we get up and decide how we're going to live the day. We get about 27,000 in a lifetime, days, give or take. The caller earlier at 103 years old, going to have a lot more than 27,000, some of us a lot less. But how you choose to live the day is a choice you can make. Now, your day's filled with a lot of things, raising kids, feeding kids, dealing with issues, paying bills, that's part of life. But at the end of every day, you should be able to look back and say, You know, there's some things that God placed in my heart, desires of my heart, dreams, and I choose to have one thing every day to move me in that direction to bring pleasure to God and more benefit to me, my family, and those that I love. And we help you craft that, think about that. We encourage you through our teaching every month. That's all a part of what we do at Intentional Living. And we're seeing people come to Christ because that's the first intentional decision. We believe it'll make a difference. And then living it out every day. Not with perfection. But boy, lives are better when we choose to do the next right one thing. That's intentional living. And so if that resonates with your heart, I hope you'll continue to pray for us, support us, go to our website. We've got helpful resources for you at TheIntentionalLife.com. All right? Appreciate it. Okay, we're talking about influence today. Um, and we are influencing people. And Christina wants to join in from California. Uh, So, Christina, welcome to the program. Uh, Who's been the biggest influence uh, in your life?
4: Uh, My grandpa.
1: Mm. How did he influence you?
4: In a thousand ways that I probably will never be able to list in one um, sitting. But for the most part, I saw him just obey without question. And I talked to him about it. And there were times he said that he felt ill-equipped, you know, like, oh, my gosh, he wants me to do this thing, and I'm not the right one, I'm not good enough, you know, kind of in Moses style, just not feeling like he was the right guy for the job, but going through it anyway. And basically just got to a point where, in his later years, he started to just do it without pause. And I was the beneficiary of watching what happens when you obey without pause, and so as I've gotten to be an older adult, I've noticed that when he asks something of you, whether it's big or small, and you just obey, powerful things happen. Like, that is one thing that I found so influential when it came to him, is just watching what happens when you just do what God asks you to do, and him just pouring out blessings on you for that.
1: Well, listen, we talk about this uh, generational transfer, in this case, of wisdom and faith. Uh, can I ask, how old are you?
4: I'm 42, and my grandfather is still living. He's 80. He'll be 89.
1: 89. So here's a transfer, for, it's actually skipping a whole generation and having that kind of impact. I think it's a reminder to all of us who are grandpas or grandmas that we can make a difference in our kids' and grandkids' lives, even though they're adults, continue to share with them, and sometimes just just by living it. You don't have to preach it, just live it. And it sounds like that's what your grandpa did.
4: Absolutely.
1: Well, I hope you have many more years with him. Thank you, Christina.
4: Oh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. God bless you.
1: Mm-hmm. He has. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm a grandpa, and I think about, uh, you know, I enjoy being with our kids. I, I love our kids. But when the grandkids are around, uh, I do think there's sometimes that jumping generation you know at this stage in life we got a little different time and attitude and priorities when it comes to spending time with the grandkids and investing their lives and uh, it's funny uh, you know i get a chance to spend time with our some of our grandkids more than others and and when we're driving around i hear, i hear stuff that just keeps me young i hear these stories from a 5 year old's perspective about life and where we are and what's going on in the world and then i come home and tell My wife about what the grandkids are telling me. I mean, stuff we wouldn't do when you're a parent because you're too busy, you know, going to school and feeding them and clothing them and so on. So grandmas and grandpas, nanas and papas, you guys got time. We all got time and uh, should be a little less stressed and hopefully don't care quite as much about all the things that uh, preoccupied us when when we were younger. All right. That's good. We're talking about influence. Leadership. Leadership. People say, well, I'm not a leader. Yes, you are. We're all leaders because leadership is influence, and you and I are constantly, continually influencing other people. And so we're all leaders at some level. You may not have the formal title of a leader, but you are a leader with those family members, those kids, those grandkids, nieces and nephews, people in the neighborhood, um, a powerful thing. Uh, I tell you what, let's take a break. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Got some more calls to get to. We'll get to Scott here uh, when we come back.
5: Redeemer. Father. My refuge. The ways we describe God may change depending on what we're facing. Teacher. My shepherd. But one thing remains constant. God is always near you 365 days a year. And Intentional Living has a reminder of God's constant presence in your life that we'd like to share with you. When you support Intentional Living with a gift of $30 a month or a single gift of $365, we'll say thank you with the 2023 Names of God calendar. Each month shares a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your support of intentional living continues to provide daily hope and encouragement. And the Names of God calendar will remind you that God is with you all year long. You can give now at TheIntentionalLife.com or call 888 888 1717
1: Can you imagine the meeting when the family got together, Mary and Joseph and Jesus and his siblings, and it was announced and discussed that their oldest brother, Jesus, was actually the Son of God? I mean, that's a real life issue. It must have come up and obviously it was some sort of an issue in the relationship as we see later that most of his siblings rejected him and ridiculed him. And yet there's some things that we can learn in that relationship that will help us in our relationship with our own siblings and with those in our family that sometimes we find more difficult to get along with. You know, this is one of the most unique lessons I've ever done this month. It's on what we learn from Jesus' relationship with his siblings that we can apply to not only our siblings, but to our family and to other people. You think about billions of people with a B have followed Christ in his message, have given their life to Christ, been revolutionized for all of eternity. And yet, several of his earthly, you know, the half-brothers and sisters, those that he must have grown up with, right, until his ministry began, um, rejected him, ridiculed him, but not all. Do you know how many siblings he had? The Bible gives us a clue. In the lesson this month, I talk about this unique, very human part of the life of Christ and a very encouraging lesson as we te- we learn how Christ interacted with, and um, responded to, responded to some of that from his siblings. And so watch for that, uh, members, that's coming you. Every month we do a brand new lesson. I try to do something that's going to be helpful, sometimes provocative, get you thinking, uh, something you can share with others. Pastors, if you're receiving this, you're welcome to take some of the outline that I use, and maybe it'll fit into one of your messages. We want to see it multiplied in the lives of people. And so again, uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for standing with us. And right now, at the end of the year, those of us, uh, those of you who are giving an additional gift or joining us in monthly support will make sure you receive it as a monthly member. And everything is being uh, being doubled right now for a while, uh, and uh, we appreciate it. So today, go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com, or during business hours on the West Coast, you can call 888 A 1717 and push prompt two and talk to one of our staff. Tell them you're calling uh, for intentional living. Fair enough? Uh, we're talking about influence. We've got a couple more calls, see if we can work them in. Let's go to Scott, uh, who's on the line in Arizona. Welcome to the program, Scott. Who influenced you, my friend?
6: Well, listen, back, uh, I came to town uh, in Tucson. I'm originally from Lubbock, Texas in uh, 1996, July 1996. I hitchhiked here. And came to town with a duffel bag and three cents in my pocket. And if it wasn't for the Gospel Rescue Mission here in Tucson, I probably wouldn't be alive today. And, and as I'm here today talking to you, I am married now, and I've been married uh, 22 years. And uh, I go to Tucson Baptist Church, and I am a deacon now, too.
1: Wow. So you hitchhiked here, had nothing, and you ended up at the Gospel Rescue Mission in Tucson, and that radically in- impacted your life, the people there.
6: Yes, sir. I was on, I was, uh, on drugs. And uh, was a very, I didn't know the Lord at the time. Didn't know I didn't have nothing. I, I and, and now I've got everything in the world that I could hmm. that I need. And hmm. and that's thanks to the Lord to God. You hmm. know, because he really he really changed my life
1: considerably. Well, wow. Amen, Scott. Thank you, man. The the Gospel Rescue Mission here in Tucson. I know they're they're all, they're all over the country, but uh, we're closest to the one here in Tucson. These, these men and women do a fantastic job The leadership is fantastic uh, They've got a big center And they bring in these uh, people in need And they love on them And boy, they're so active So uh, God bless those of you that are in that, in that mission work Whatever it's called in your area uh, In Jesus' name, very powerful Okay, let's uh, continue on here Let's go to Derek Derek is next um, Tell us, my friend who, Who's uh, been the greatest influence in your life?
7: Uh, my late pastor, out of Detroit, Michigan, where I was born and raised, uh, Pastor William L. Bonner, uh, pastored a three thousand member congregation church in Detroit, mm. and uh, I was I was raised, uh, but a single mom, and uh, my mom was always going to church, and so she was dragging myself and my brothers and <laughs> sisters there, and um, you know I just you know it's something about him being up there preaching and whatnot, and uh, one time I got in trouble, my mother brought me to him, and. Well, what did she do that for? That pretty much changed my life from that point. This was the first time that a grown man was in my face telling me I need to do good. He he sees good in me, and it just made me just want to do better. I mean, you know, my mom was there to tell me different things, but when this man came to me and said this, and then it just made me want to change my life at a young age. Interesting. And so, you know, with that being said, um, now I'm currently living in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm an ordained minister.
1: (laughs) Wow
7: and the, and the way that I give back is working guest services at my church And I'm able to greet people and talk to them And even have prayer with them in the time of need So, you know, uh, back in when I was young It was a simple, firm handshake A, uh, a hug around the neck, you know And, and it, I never will forget it And it's been with me mm. all of my life
1: Amen Hey, Derek, thank you uh, We're getting these calls that have been shared with us To share with you And did you hear him say that uh, they drug him to church? I think that's how he said it you know what? Sometimes your kids don't want to go. drug them to church anyway. All right, with a smile on your face. Quickly, let's see if we can get Emily on the line uh, before we run out of time from Arizona. Go right ahead, Emily. Who is the biggest influence? My
6: husband. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. And how has he influenced you?
6: Um, God certainly used him, and he—he is—he um, he brought me to Christ um, first of all. Um, but he is. A uh, true example of, and I heard you talking earlier to somebody about um, the difference between a manager and a leader, and in, in you know, God calls the husband to and the father to be the spiritual leader of the house, and that's very different than and, than a manager. We're both very dominant personalities, so it can get interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he he's just a beautiful example on, of of how to lead. We, we are both um, in recovery from alcohol addiction, and when I met him, he was five years sober, and um, he had come to Christ uh, around about five years prior to that. We are now both sober for many years. I can't do the math while I'm driving and talking to you, but I, I, we met in New York. We ended up in Arizona, and I know that God brought him into my life to bring me to him and us to this church in Tino Valley, Arizona. And um, he's just a, a wonderful mm. example of, of a spiritual leader in, our, in mm. our family.
1: Amen. Hey, thank you, Emily, for that call. I'm glad we got a chance to, to get it on and she can share the story. You know, we've done two shows this week on this topic of influence. Why do we do this? How do we pick a topic like this? We pick a topic like this for one reason. One, we want you to hear the stories, good radio. It's good to hear them, keeps you engaged. But uh, but we have a little secret goal here, which is that you'll say, hey, how am I influencing people? What difference am I making in my kid's life, my spouse, my siblings, my neighbors at work? Am I the kind of influencer that later on they would be calling a radio show to say, I most influenced their life the interesting thing is these influencers that were you know referenced today and in the last show uh, did simple things took people to church prayed for people spent time encouraged them lifted them up spoke into their lives things you and i can do every day and i hope you will gotta run thank you jennifer great job today on the board steven our producer thank you my friend all the setup behind the scenes to make sure everything works and gino Our Facebook guy, thank you for that. Uh, And all of our Facebook friends, thank you for joining us as well. I'm Dr. Randy from Intentional Living Center. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. More Intentional Living right here from our center. See you then.